Hi, everyone. It's Dina McKay, and I'm back with a brand new episode of Black Tech Unplugged, the podcast that allows Blacks in tech to share their authentic stories with you, the listener. On each episode, the guest talks about how they got into tech, their work in the industry, and lessons they've learned during their journey. You can find full show notes for this episode on blacktechunplugged.com. On this episode of Black Tech Unplugged, I have Arlen Hamilton. If you're not familiar with her, Arlen Hamilton has built a venture capital fund from the ground up while homeless. She's the founder and managing partner of Backstage Capital, which is a fund that is dedicated to minimizing funding disparities in tech by investing in high potential founders who are people of color, women, and or LGBT. She started in 2015 from scratch. And at this point, Backstage has now raised more than $10 million and invested in more than 130 startup companies led by underestimated founders. Some of the companies that Arlen has under Backstage Capital include Journey Foods, which is founded by Rihanna Lynn, Career Karma, Uncharted Power, which is founded by Jessica Matthews, and Capway by Sheena Allen. If you have not heard of any of these companies, I highly suggest you go look them up because these are major tech companies founded by Black people. So the majority of the podcast today is going to be focused on Arlen Hamilton's new book, It's About Damn Time. Her book came out on May 5th, and I wanted to start this episode a little differently and give my feedback of the book. So I was blessed enough to be on the book launch team for It's About Damn Time. So that means that I got to read the book early and got to give feedback on the book. And let me tell you, this is a book that you're absolutely going to love. What I love about Arlen's book is that it's not only just her story, but it's also the antidotes and all the experience that she's gotten on the way all in one book. And some of my favorite themes of her book, first off, she starts off with relationships. If you are a regular listener of this podcast, then you know in many episodes, I stress how relationships are so important. She talks about how her network is vast. She knows musicians, songwriters. She doesn't stick to just one niche. And I think that is awesome. And another thing that we talk about and she points out is the curiosity of getting to know people. And I love that she brings this up because... I think a lot of times we go into networking and we think that we have to meet certain people. And while it's good to have goals and you know sometimes that you want to go into an event meeting a certain person, the curiosity standpoint of what she talks about is so key in genuinely getting to know people, especially in this day and age. And that also leads me to another theme of her book, which is authenticity. So we often are around people or experience people who aren't authentic. And in the book, Arlen talks about how it's important, especially being in the tech industry, to make sure that you're you and that you are always expressing yourself and what matters to you. And and that makes me think of something I actually watched recently. So it was talking about following your purpose And I know a lot of times we see people doing one thing and we think that we have to do something exactly the same way that they're doing it. When in fact, God made us and created us to do things a certain way. And we we are straying from that path and how straying from that path affects us and it makes us unauthentic. It's good to know that uniqueness is key and to also find people who are similar to you and share common interests. So basically finding your tribe. And that's one of the things that she said was key for her within her journey. So I won't give away too many spoilers. Another theme of her book that was important is resilience. And I know as a black woman in tech, it's sometimes hard to go into a space or environment where people don't 
have the same interest or understand you, but we always move forward. And I love that she has that as a theme of her book of moving forward and not dwelling on things that were negative or bad or things that we can't forgive ourselves for. Resilience is so important on our journey. And I'm glad that she brings that up as a theme in her book. And she also is going to provide you guys some tips and advice for how to be resilient in your own journeys and careers. And I just have to say from my perspective overall of reading this book, I truly, really enjoyed it. Arlen's journey is so amazing. And one thing that you'll get from the book as well as this podcast episode is that Arlen has the biggest, purest heart. Everything that she does, she does with someone else in mind. Yes, of course, like everyone else, she wants to make money and have a stable environment and a stable home and have the basic necessities. But she's always doing something with someone else in mind. Who can she bring to the table? What communities can she help with what she's doing? And I love that about her. And I think if I think you need to run out and get this book. The book is available with all bookstores, Amazon. If you go to itsaboutdamntime.com, you'll be able to order the book from there too. And I think that we need to order this book, start having real discussions about it, You know what? The hype for this book and the content of this book very much reminds me of Minda Hart's The Memo. And it's time to start having these conversations, start being real, start helping each other. So with that being said, let's get started on episode 36. On this episode, we obviously discuss her book. It's about damn time. We discuss what it's like to be a black tech founder. And then she also digs into a little bit about what the future for Arlen Hamilton is. So with that being said, I hope you enjoy this episode. And if you do enjoy this episode, let's make sure to talk about it on social media using hashtag Black Tech Unplugged. Subscribe to the podcast in the same way that you're listening to the episode today. It might be Apple Podcasts, Spotify, whatever you're using. And now let's get it. Hi, everyone, and welcome to a brand new episode of Black Tech Unplugged. I have Arlen Hamilton on. For my listeners who are not familiar with you and what you do, could you give a short intro of yourself? Sure. I'm Arlen Hamilton. I'm the founder and managing partner of a venture capital fund, an investment fund called Backstage Capital. I started it officially in 2015 to address the disparities in capital that goes to straight white men and anyone else. And as a gay black woman, I wanted to change that and fix, help fix that. So I set out to do that, um, have built the fund up from nothing. And we have invested in more than a hundred companies led by those underrepresented founders that we talked about, women, people of color, LGBTQ, and have seen more than 6,000. And I just released a book called It's About Damn Time, how to turn being underestimated into your greatest advantage. And I'm very happy to be here. For my listeners who are going to go out and purchase the book, do you want to give an overview about the book before I jump into some of my favorite topics that were covered? Sure, sure. So a lot of times people find out that I used to be homeless. So you had housing insecurity. I used to be on food stamps. And now I've raised and earned more than $10 million in just less than five years, invested in more than 100 companies, and they want to know how. <laughs> they want to know why, but they also want to know really know how. And so this book is the how. This book is how I did it and why. And, and most importantly, it is how you can 
go from one thing to the next, how you can build from nothing. And I hope to inspire a lot of people too. Now it's a part memoir and part business book. So there are some practical things in this book that I want people to be able to reference and, and to look back on and, and reflect on. I didn't want to just give you inspiration without some, some pragmatic tools, but hopefully it, it stirs something in you. From what I've read so far, it has definitely stirred up something in me. And I think that my listeners and anyone who buys the book are going to be greatly surprised with just the antidotes that you've given in this book. So let's jump into some of my favorite parts and some additional questions that I have for you. So one of your chapters is relationships. And relationships, as we know, are super important if you're in tech. And so your network is so vast. You have interacted with musicians and songwriters. You're also involved with other techies and other venture capitalists. And I wanted to know, how were you able to meet so many unique people as well as people in different industries? I think, or I know, most of my life I've been broke, right? (laughs) Some form or another of broke. And what I didn't have in capital, I always tried to make up for and network. And I don't mean networking. I don't mean just knowing someone for the sake of knowing someone having quantity. I mean, in forging real uh, relationships and, and being a connecting force. One of the major things that I did, and I tried to really at least um, introduce this, this topic in the book, but I, I think it's super important is, is that I started connecting people really early on without wanting anything in return or expecting anything in return. I started connecting people to things and people that they needed or wanted to be around. And and it it can start really, really small and it can be within what you can do. But if you, if you start doing that, it's like two birds, one stone, you're showing two different people a value that you have uh, with the same effort as, as one. And at the same time, if you do it, in a strategic way, you have to be um, you have to be sincere. Like, don't do it wise business and and try to be so strategic. But it, it, over time, I'm talking years and years and years. If you over time make an effort to be ob- observant and connect people to the things and the and the people that they're asking about or that you can find out that they need uh, without wanting anything in that moment. That always has some sort of like positive energy that comes back to you in one way or another. It may not be directly from that that group or that person, but you'll feel you'll have it some way, you know. And so over time, I've just been doing that. I've also it's also about reputation. I talk a lot about brand versus reputation and and, and your reputation is is what is preceding you and is what is is um left behind too. So if you know someone in year one and then in year five, there's someone else that you're trying to negotiate something with, you, they, the person you met in year one may have to reach out to that person. What reputation did you leave when you were right. there? You know? And so I, I try to just try to have the, I try to like live to the highest code and let that reputation speak for itself. And then I also make an effort to be valuable to people. And that's a good way to put it. I am very similar to you in that aspect of I like to connect people as well. So I definitely related to that. 
And another piece from relationships that also related to is you mentioned not being such a fan of small talk. And I'm very much the same way. I like to connect with others and find out, you know, I like to understand where they came from or their thought process. So for people who are maybe a little introverted or have the same personality as us, what are some unique ways that you go about meeting people and drawing that information out of people? There's a curiosity. I mean, I, I, I interview people all the time and I, uh, for my podcasts and for all sorts of things. And then, and then just in life, I have all these different people I talk to every day. The way that I'm able to, um, for instance, even do like I'm on this book tour virtually and I would have been um, physically, you know, um, but you, you sort of, there's, there's multiple, multiple people you talk to about the same topics. And what I try to do is like, be be really really in the moment and also be really really like hyper curious so if i can do that each time it's almost like you're talking for the first time it's almost like you're you're being introduced to the person uh introduced in a way for the first time and and so i I try to be curious about who you're who you're talking to or who you you may see that you want to reach out to and not just again it's not just surface level what can they do for me why do i need them in my life right now are they an investor? Are they a potential customer? Or this, this, and that. Make it more about. Let me give myself some time, and let me ha- give myself some uh, some room to actually get to know this person. And when you do that, you're going to realize, oh, there's probably like 50% of the people I don't need to do this with because I don't have the time and the desire to. But that just saved you a bunch of time too, and a bunch of like it, it just kind of really heightened and uh, elevated elevated the quality of conversations that you have. Right. And you know what the best analogy is for that? It's almost like dating. So when you're on a first date, you kind of you still have that curiosity, right? You're trying to learn that person. You're trying to understand where they came from and understand them as a person. And I think it's that same level of curiosity that we have, like when we're on a first date that applies to that method of networking. Right. And I know we've talked about networking in regards to relationships, but you also bring up finding your tribe. And you said, when the majority of the world looks at you as other, it becomes imperative to connect with people who have the ability to see you as you. How important has that been for you during your journey? It's been one of the most important things ever. And and I probably at the end of my life will, and I tally everything when I tally everything, it probably will be the most important thing I ever did is to stay uniquely myself Uh and authentically myself. Because you, you, it's a great filter, A. It's a really great filter. If someone's not feeling you, they're not working with you as you are, wow, you just saved yourself a bunch of time and heartache and waste and effort. Also, right. it, you get more done. Like you can, you can move bigger mountains with people who have, who, who are there because they want to be. You know, instead of you facing them and trying to have that friction and pulling them and saying, please do this, they're pushing with you. And it's just, it's just a, it's just a difference, you know, and it may be fewer people. It may be fewer people. I never, I've never seen where quantity over quality was better, especially with people. For sure. For sure. And one thing that you mentioned just within that comment is authenticity, which is another area of your book that definitely spoke to me. And 
part of being authentic for you was finding your voice. And a lot of people might know, or they will know after reading that you didn't always used to be on a podcast or, you know, were on stage confident. So how did you find your voice? Well, I, I did always feel comfortable speaking uh, audibly, like uh, on podcasts and like online and writing. But I had mm-hmm. massive stage fright, stage fright to like out of this world stage fright until I was mid 36 and I'm 39. So it wasn't that long ago that I was able to work on, start working on it. But I do talk talk in this chapter about wh- how I, how I have overcome stage fright. Um, now put me on, you know, I've been in front of now hundreds of people, thousands of people. I think the biggest audience so far has been like 20,000. Um, mm-hmm. and, and speaking, and I just would have fallen to the floor and rolled into a ball four years ago. I just would not have been able to do that because I would have done the same thing for a hundred people. Um, but it started with, there are several steps. I have an episode about it, but there's steps, but what the main thing, the first thing that starts it all, and this is key, is that so many people told me you have to speak, you have to go out and speak. Like you, you can't just not do that, right? You have to be a, a public speaker. And I just, them telling me that and then them also saying, it's going to be fine. Like you're going to do great because you're so, you're so interesting. You're so this and that. Them saying that to me made me more nervous because the, if for a lot of us, if you're listening, you, if you have stage fright, probably more than half of you and us, feel it, it's because of the expectation that's what's the fear you know the fear and not just going in front of people but the expectation of how you're supposed to perform and how you're supposed to uh, impart wisdom compared to what may happen when you're out there do you freeze does it get bad do you make sense or not and so their expectation even though friendly was making it worse so the number one thing i say is com- you have to have the conversation with yourself it has to be your decision. It cannot be me and it cannot be a bunch of people telling you to go out there and do it. Has to be decided internally and that f- that switch has to flip. And so that kind of puts you back in the driver's seat and put, gives you more control to think about that and have to do anything on anybody else's timeline. I'm going to do it for me. So I said 2017, at the top of 2017, after being completely crazy, crazy stage right, you know, galore. And canceling all kinds of things and just not doing it. I said at the top of 2017, I'm going to say yes to three uh, speaking engagements this year. And if, and I was pretty much thinking they're not going to go, go well. But my rules were I have to say yes to three. can be any kind, any time. And I have to do them. I have to go through with it. And that was because I wanted to be able to say at the end of the year, see, I tried and y'all made me do this and I'm not, and I didn't like it, you know? And, and I, and I told myself, even if I faint, I have to do it. Right. So I did it. And after the first one, I was hooked. I was hooked and it came from seeing that I was positively impacting black women in the front row and in the back row. And now I speak for black women in the back row who took two trains and got a babysitter to come hear me speak. That's why I speak. And you know what? We truly appreciate it. Me being a person who also has listened to you speak. I've listened to your podcast, but actually the first time 
that I was fully introduced to you and then got to learn more about your character was when you did the Gimlet podcast for called Startups. And so we yes. appreciate you yes. for doing that. One thing that you, you, so you bring up Black women that you inspire. And often, especially being a Black woman in tech, we deal with having to use our money to travel and we might not have that much. We deal with microaggressions in the workplace, but we're always resilient. And that is something you talk about in your book too, is the resilience that you have. And I wanted to ask, how do you advise people? Like we go through all of these things, but we need to move forward and we need to continue on. What inspires you to move forward when you're in certain situations and what tips or advice do you have for my listeners? I look for inspiration every day because there's a lot of energy and a lot of, uh, you know, self-sustainable energy that has to go into to just living what I live and doing what I do. And so I'm looking for it every day. And a lot of it comes from internal just talk conversation, just like remembering why I started and remembering how impactful it can be and has been and will be. Those are two things you can really just have a word with yourself and understand and kind of even write it out. Like, why am I doing the thing that I'm trying to be inspired by? Like, why am I doing it? And what is it? How, what's the impact of it? That that's a great reminder. Another thing is to, I always try to take other people with me into the room um, mentally. I always try to think about um, either this moment, this thing that I'm doing is going to impact them. So I'm there for them. Or I think about if that's not the case in this particular instance, I think about, Wow, even if I don't get what I want in this meeting or do get what I want, you know, from this thing, maybe I've loosened the the top of this for the next person, you know? Maybe it's just that much easier for the next person to get a yes because of of that agitation uh that that we're doing right now. And that goes for anybody listening. What are the biggest freedom pieces of freedom I can tell you things that will free you right now is to know that all of the hardships is going to pay off for you and some of it is going to pay off for someone else. So none of it is in vain. And, and that really keeps me going. Thank you. And I know we are almost at time, but I do have two more questions for you. My first one is advice for black tech founders. There's many uh, black tech founders who listen to the podcast. What advice do you have for them? Particularly again, continuing to move forward, but also when it comes to and getting investors. Uh, my advice right now is to really kind of two things. One is if you are looking for investors and you really want to go that route, um, knowing with open eyes the equity that you will lose and, and the different resources that you need to you know, uh, exchange, make sure that you give yourself a few months of lead time in talking to new investors. You're not going to get a check in a week. You know, People reach out to me all the time and they want something pretty immediate. That's not just not going to happen. You're going to always have access to me. Like you're going to, I'm never going to need a co- uh, a warm introduction, but access is different than getting the check you want. Right. And that, that is a relationship and that is built over time. Second thing is, but probably even more important, don't necessarily need an investor. Like I think you should use this time right now to really, really have a, a honest conversation with your co-founders, your team, yourself, and think about what success really looks like to you, what you can get by on, and what yes, what is that like that the big the big 
you know, payoff, but how can you get there in maybe an alternative way? Can you get there or an alternate way? Can you get there without needing to go out and raise a million dollars from someone else? Can you? There may be a way that you can take the product you have, the service you have, the thing that you're trying to make raise the money for and actually generate the revenue that would, you know, maybe it's you're, you're going to bring in a tenth in profit of what you would go out and raise, but you'll have all of the equity that you saved. You'll have all of the autonomy. You'll be able to make decisions. It may take longer, but you'll be more in charge and it, you'll save on the other back end. And then maybe on top of that, you can get creative and make a list of things that you can actually build around your product or service. Maybe it's not the exact thing you do, but maybe it's about consulting and really putting the power back into your own hands when it comes to people who are out there trying to raise, especially in this climate. And my final question for you is you've come so far within your journey and what's next for you, Arlen? Well, you know, with this book coming out, it's about damn time. I feel like there's going to be a lot of opportunity that that opens up in a big way. And when that opportunity opens up for me, it inherently opens up for so many people because Backstage Capital is at the, the heart of everything that I do. And our founders, our 100 plus founders, our, our companies, and so 250 or so founders, uh, the founders, the 98% of founders that we haven't invested in who are watching our journey, they're going to be positively infected uh, <laughs> and positively affected. I said infected because it's COVID. <laughs> um, and 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 so much more. And that's going to radiate and radiate and radiate out. And that's so I think I'm so looking forward to it. Like I just genuinely am excited to see what doors open up. Um, when finally having my whole story out there and having it from like my lens and instead of other people speaking for me, I really think that's going to open things up. I think it's going to really highlight and put a spotlight on underrepresented, underestimated founders in a way that even the work that we've already done hasn't done. So that's going to be big. And I just, I'm just going to be sitting back and watching founders and other, other tech people, not necessarily just founders, but employees going for that equity. All of, all of the owners, the co-owners, getting what is finally theirs. And I'm going to watch and enjoy it and have my popcorn and be right there with you. And um, I probably along the way will, will, will accumulate uh, a great deal of wealth. And, and I will make sure to be a, a moral and um, a flexible steward of that capital. Awesome. And I can't wait to see what happens in your future as well. Arlen, any parting words? Well, I just appreciate you and I uh, giving me your time and, and letting me kind of speak my piece here. And I just wish that and I hope that everybody listening will go out and get It's About Damn Time when, and as I say in the book, when I win, we all win. And it's just so, so true. And I, and I mean that like 90% of my, of my revenue or my income is going back out into the community. And so it's in some way or another, philanthropically or investment or something to that effect. And so I just, uh, I really, really cannot wait to hear how this has impacted you and hear your feedback about the book. Appreciate it. Thanks for listening to the latest episode of Black Tech Unplugged featuring Arlen Hamilton. Everyone, I need you to go out and grab this book. It's about damn time. You can find it at any bookseller. You can buy it on Amazon. And there's even a website. It's aboutdamntime.com. Let's make sure to support Arlen. She's supporting the community and she's helping us with our businesses and giving us great advice. So please, everyone, let's go support Arlen Hamilton. In the meantime, you can find podcasts at Black Tech Unplugged on all social media. 
And let's keep this conversation going. If you're reading the book and enjoy it, let's use hashtag Black Tech Unplugged and discuss the book. And maybe we can even do a book club. Let me know if you're interested in that. If you haven't already subscribed to this podcast, make sure to go to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening to this episode and subscribe today. And if you have a few extra minutes, make sure to leave a five-star review too. It would help me out a lot and help other people find the podcast. Until next time.